Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to How to Survive, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you. Like dangerous falls. Oh, yep. Mono. Ah. How about new motherhood? Mm Mm-hmm. And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. Not winning an Emmy 53 times. Uh Uh-huh. Farting on a first date. Ew. New audiences. Yes, they can kill you. Or make you feel really embarrassed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Make you wish you were dead. That's the premise of the second half of the (laughs) monologue we do. It's not really a monologue, more of a dialogue. I guess what we should do is just play the theme song. <laughs> Ground is shaking under our feet, mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together if we're gonna survive. Hello, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Here we are. We had a week off because someone had to go and get sick. Sorry. <laughs> and, of course, you got sick from Benjamin, right? And Alex. Oh, and Alex. That's right. Strep throat. Did you have it, too? Thank God I didn't get it. I just wore a mask constantly. I slept in a mask. What? Yeah, it was terrible. Wait, why did you, Were you in the same room as them? When oh. our kids are sick. <laughs> they like to come into bed with like you. They like to come into bed with us. And I felt like a monster being like... No, get out. Right. So I just wore a mask. I can't believe you slept in a mask. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it was. Wow. But you know what sounded worse? Getting strapped. But you got something. I did. Yeah, I felt really bad. I had one of the worst headaches, migraines I've ever had. Oh. I was like laying in bed in silence, just like, don't talk to me. I couldn't even listen to audiobooks. Oh, man. And how long did that last? That was like a day and a half. Okay. So over 24 hours, less than 48. That's a lot of math. Thank you. Over 24 hours, less than what? Like 36. 36. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I could have said that. Oh, 
my God. All right. Is this that new math? <laughs> it's the new math, guys. So you feel okay now? Yeah. Feeling good. Well, the good news is that you were feeling fine when we went to go see the Eagles together. Nice, Danielle. Nice um, segue. Wasn't expecting as many adventures as we had. We had a lot of adventures. For like a show just with... Just to go to a show... Full of septu- with old septuagenarians? Septuagenarians, yes. Some octogenarians? A- absolutely, which we'll get into. We were babies at that show. We were. The first thing that happened was we were walking down the street, and we were walking from our car to the venue, and I said, oh, well, it's okay if we're a little late because Steely Dan is opening. And she was like, oh, okay, yeah, I know some Steely Dan songs. And then what was the Steely Dan song you knew? Feeling in Your Eaves. And I go, I go, feeling in your ears. What are you talking about? And then she starts singing. Are you feeling in your ears? So I go, um, <laughs> reeling in the ears? <laughs> she was dead serious. So then we were just like, I just thought it was a song about cleaning out your gutters. Yeah. So then we were just singing the song about cleaning out your gutters on the way. It was so funny. I was laughing so hard. I couldn't believe she really thought, you know. Have you gathered up your leaves? Oh my God, I love it. Is it blocking up the train? I know my Steely Dan. It was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know about one. What are you talking about? Okay, so then we get in. We um, we get a couple of drinks. Frozen margaritas. That Maybe that's how your migraine started because that was the most frozen thing I've ever had. And I got a headache every single time I... Took a sip of it. Maybe. It, it had, was so frozen. It seemed to have no alcohol in and it. And zero alcohol. It was just sugar and ice. $18 it was of ice. $18 <laughs> of sugar and ice and headache. All right. So then we sat down and um, we were on the aisle. Yep. And up in the 200s. Yeah. We were. For those of you familiar with the forum. Yeah. We're in the nosebleeds. But it's not because it's kind of a small space. Yeah. It's not terrible. It's not at like all. SoFi where you're like, oh, hello, no. hello, hello, hello. <laughs> you know. No, no, no. It's it's good. So before the show starts, we're sitting there, and then there's two empty seats next to me, and then who come in but the oldest woman in the world. <laughs> and, she might be. And, and her a, boyfriend slash maybe son. Okay, so we don't know who <laughs> we assume that they're a couple. Okay, yes. So they come in and they're you know, they're they're an older couple. They look like they're in their eighties or something. Give about seventies or eighties or something. Somewhere like between a hundred and four and ninety. Exactly, right. So we, okay, so he, the show, the show starts, right? And he's on his phone and it's, it's like he's summoning a ship lost in the fog. That is how bright his phone is. And he's sitting, so he's turned away from her. Yeah. And the light is blinding Danielle and I. Yeah. It's like in our, oh, we should put the picture on. We'll put it on. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it online. Yeah, we'll put the picture online. So I don't think we get his face. Or we can just block out his face or yeah. something. So we're just cracking up. We're like, what the fuck is he doing in the middle? And this is yes. an old dude. This isn't like a young person who's like, I've got to be on my phone all the time. So then I'm like, I got to find out what, what, what is he on? What is he looking at? And it's so, not. And I see him with. Not, with oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. I see him with a stylus, like. <laughs> Like yeah. putting all his He's force, like banging into banging his phone, banging onto his phone, trying to figure with, out like, how his phone works. Right. So then I finally look. We're not snooping, by the way. He's pointing it at. Oh, us. I mean, it's basically in my face. You can't not see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I look. He is on hingeforsingles.com. 
What? Yeah, he's, he's not on the app. He's not on a dating he's on the app. Website. He's on the website. This guy can't do it. Hingeforsingles.com. He's trying to figure out how to sign up. With his mom slash wife. Yeah. Well, at this point, we assumed they were a couple. So then I said, well, maybe she's his mother. But Chris sort of, I think you were sort of under the impression he was just doing this literally behind her back. Yeah, because he was really trying or to just... hide it from her. <laughs> I gave him credit because he was trying to sign up for like the platinum level. Yeah. Remember, it was like there were different levels. It was like gold, yeah. silver, platinum. And he kept poking that platinum button. And I was like, well, at least he's going for the high level. But why was he? Oh, see, I thought he was paying to message. You're saying he was starting from scratch. Oh, I don't know. He took this moment of the day. I do not know. Okay. I was out of the dating online pool before yes. Hinge existed. Right. So I don't know how these sites work now. So I, I, it could have been either. I okay. Don't, I, all I know is he was. It was. We know he went to multiple dating sites. Yes. He later he went to looking for singles. Looking for singles.com. Yeah. But it looked like he was. Trying to purchase to message. Well, maybe it's like there's one level, and then if you upgrade, you're allowed to message. I'm guessing it's something like that. But yeah, that sounds right. I think you're right. probably right. He but was probably doing you... a free version, and then he was like, you know what? Now it's I want to step it up. It's trying. She might be here tonight. Right. I got to talk to her and find out she's here. Yeah. Because then he left. Right. Wait. So then, okay. He did this the whole, the entire all of Steely Dan, all of Steely all Dan, all their gardening songs. Yeah. All, yeah. Every song about yard work. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whole time, yeah, exactly. So, um, um, so he oh gets up. Can I share this part? Yeah, gets up, and then I don't know why he feels the need to do this. Backs up against Danielle, oh. leans over and puts his butt right in her his, face. My, his ass is in my face, yeah. like, and we're both just like, "What?" Like a Far Side cartoon, what? like just an old person's ass right up in my grill. It was so weird. It was so weird because I don't think he dropped anything. No. he. I don't think he did either. I think he just wanted to back that shit up. Maybe he was practicing for when he Met up connects with, with yeah. someone. He was like, I gotta, let me just give this a try and see if I still right. got it. Do okay. my hips move. <laughs> okay, so then there's the, um, the intermission. Yes. Right? Isn't that when he left? I, or he left while the band was still playing, but he's gone. He's gone. Yes. And then I thought... She went with him. But at one point, Chris turns to me and she goes, well, sh- he just left her. And I was like, what do you mean? And I look, she's still there. Yep. He alone. left. He's gone for like 25 minutes. Which maybe I'm thinking, longer. I'm thinking maybe he figured it out and met someone there. Because I think the Eagles played for two hours. Oh, so yeah, you're right. He I bet he was gone for an hour. Because yeah. he, he came towards, almost towards the end of the Eagles. <laughs> right. So... All right, yeah, so at some point he comes back. Oh, then, by the way, still on his phone, but for the Eagles, he has more respect. He's just filming the whole fucking thing. But with the his, crowd, right? With his Klieg He's light. like filming the crowd. Anyway, we're, you know, on the aisle, lots of stairs next to us. In, mm-hmm. And they're just, you know, you've been in shows before. They're regular concert stairs, nothing special about yeah. them. They're However, a little, they're a little steep, little and, a little, steep and a little short. short. In other words, they're not wide they're kind of narrow i would say like every song at least someone almost fell because <laughs> you got a lot of people who aren't so uh secure anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe they've had a knee surgery or two they can't get the tennis ball thing up the stairs so the hips try to freewheel it yeah the hips aren't margaritas. what well, yeah, yeah you put a couple icy margaritas <laughs> yeah. in them they get a little slipper and you know maybe they're not they maybe they're wearing their fancy shoes that night right they're not wearing their usual hokas right they're wearing like they're shoes with a little, a little or heel, kitten heel, yeah. Maybe cowboy boot. 
their right. guy. Right. So I all night long I kept seeing people almost slip, and I was like, oh god damn it, oh my god. <laughs> here we go, somebody's <laughs> gonna fall. So then, just about desperado. Yep, is right? ending. Yeah, des- right. Just about desperado, and right, literally next to us, literally right next to Chris. A woman's ankle turns, and she slides up. You know, feet under ass, slams down on her ass. Like she's straddling. You know how you have a rail, but then there has to be a break. There's a break between the rail. So there's like, you know, two rails. So there's a little. So she falls right in between the two rails and she's straddling the rail. And she's just. And like grabbing her foot and her husband comes running down. How, like he's just kind of like oh duh, and then a couple other people come down that maybe are her adult children. These are this is an older lady. Yeah, she's probably sixty five. Yeah, she wasn't super. She's not old, super old, but, but you know. And then somebody behind us runs off to get help, which clearly which was great. Yeah, he's that kind of person. Danielle and I clearly are not. We remain too calm. Well, honestly, we, we were blocked. We were blocked in by her. We probably. were. We were. We were kind we of blocked had in. To step on her other foot. Yeah. To get yeah. Too calm. In our defense. We were too calm. We did. We remained way too calm. Yeah, we were like, we were like oh, she fell. That sucks. That's someone else's wildfire to deal with. Somebody else will handle this. Um, I held her purse. So I think we. She did. Yeah. We did do. Uh, so this is literally right in front of you. It's OK. It's in. It's literally. OK. So it wouldn't have been in front of us except we have to turn to look at the stage. So it's basically, so then all these people come to help her and they're literally blocking her. <laughs> 700 EMTs. <laughs> like, it was so funny. Like, yeah. the, the, the end of... Hotel California comes we, on and it's 800 EMTs that yes. we're watching, not yeah. the show. And we are just... We're just like staring at EMTs. Up. We're like, just laughing. It was so funny because it, I have a, I do have a picture of how we were blocked. Yeah. Because it's like her and her husband and like three guys. So anyway, I kept going, I just don't understand how they're going to get her down. They're going to have to carry her. How else would how you are they do this? do it? How would you do this? So this is how they end up. I mean, it took a while. They've wrapped her. It took so they long. They wrapped her foot or whatever, you know. So finally, they like make a hammock. They bring a bag. It's an Ikea bag, Danielle. A right? what? Doesn't it look like an Ikea, <laughs> Ikea bag? bag? It looks like yes. an Ikea bag. Like the blue thing. Yes, that's exactly shopping. what yes. it looks like. Those things are strong. Yes. They are. So one person takes one side, she's sitting on it, and the other person takes another side, but they're on opposite sides of that rail. And one of the people is like Danielle's size. (laughs) Yes, a woman. She's like this tiny little size two EMT who's like, yeah, 20, and I'm like, and then there's the huge guy in front, and I'm like, put the huge guy (laughs) where the little lady yeah. is well she must i mean they she got her been, yeah they got her they got her it was down harrowing but so then as the guy the old man the old uh lothario next to me said you know it's their stairs are really slippy slippery so when we go down so now it's time to leave the show's over we go down and walk down they could not have been rougher I mean, they're not slippery at all in fact no. i think they make them so that yeah. you cannot they're slip. like scratchy so i think it's the opposite. I think you get stuck. Oh, is that she may have yeah. gotten like stuck because oh. there, it's too much friction. But what's funny what I mean? is people, even the woman in front of you, turned around and said, "These stairs are so slippery." Yeah, and I'm like, I think the problem is not the stairs. Yeah, it's I think it's the you ladies age and, age, and yeah. bad shoes and uh, icy margaritas. Yeah. So I do want to just briefly ask you guys. Well, I don't know if either of you have watched. 
um, fellow travelers. No, uh, I the not. Matt Bomer show. <clears throat> no, am I saying that right? Bomer. Yeah, yeah, I. It looks good. I've heard it's good. Okay, I, I have not. Of, I, I feel like they're a little too bland. Like I want some kind of. Who's bland? They are the two leads, Matt and the other yeah. guy. I mean, they're go- they're gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's just it just I'm just tired of seeing white people get all this. Oh, there's there's some black people in there. Okay, that's I'm... also the 50s, so I guess that's kind of an unusual yeah complaint. But I don't know what it is. Oh, so I I'm haven't... sorry. It's about a guy who works in well, uh, several people work in the government during the Red Scare, mm-hmm. which is also the Lavender Scare. Yeah, which was trying to get gay people out of you know. Meanwhile, Roy Cohn, who was gay is, you know, trying to put all the communists um, away and all the gay people. Like, it's horrible. Like, he's just... Okay. Anyway, so this is a fictional character, and he's, like, he's like the Don Draper of the gay world, basically. Mm-hmm. He, like, doesn't, you know, want any attachments. And it's not great. It's really not great. Like, some, it's so melodramatic at points, and it flashes back between the 50s and the 80s. And, um, but I have never experienced this... And I don't know what this means, but I found the sex extremely hot. That's what I was going to ask you, it, because I've seen clips. Yeah. And I'm like, are they amplifying the sexuality of the show to cover up for the rest of it? Like, maybe the rest of it isn't quite as good. So it's like, don't talk about that. Look how hot their fucking is. Um. Well. You mean you've never experienced it because it's two men? Yes. Yeah. I can have the, I can, men kissing can be very hot for me. I've never. I think if they're sexy because it's the chemistry. Like for me, it's the same. Like, I mean, it's hard, you know, with women because of my whole thing. But like, chemistry is chemistry, and it can just be so sexy. You know, like, yeah. I mean, it can be really. They're also both. uh, I mean, Matt Bomer's such a babe. I don't know if the other guy is. Oh, I guess I just. I just assumed (sighs) you. Well, he's actually the. How do I say this? The less. masculine of the two mm-hmm. that he's not as presenting well i mean he, they're both trying to pass it's 1950s yes yeah. but i mean he's more um femme he's a little slightly more femme and and emotionally and he's he's more he's like bottom. gentle he's like he is the bottom okay. yeah that <laughs> actually is a that actually is part of it he is the bottom um do people ever switch off or is that just yes, not done they do, they do. They Cu- do. i mean couples a couple mm-hmm. with okay yeah because I was like, how does he get off? I really don't understand. Like, how do you get off if you're the bottom? It feels uh, very good to some people. Oh, okay. Personally, so you can, I'm not a fan. So you can, can you climax? Look, listen, look at me all being all prim and proper. <laughs> if you're the bottom, can you climax just from? Yes. Penetration. Oh. Yes. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, because the, isn't it? There's a G spot. It's up it's there. isn't it the prost. I think it's the prostate. Prostate yeah. gets mm-hmm. stimulated. Uh, okay. All right. So why did God make that a thing if he doesn't like gay people? How about that? Yeah. Wait, why, why are you making the gay person know. sound like an asshole? I, I'm just trying to make the <laughs> people feel stupid. Oh, okay. Is that not working? No. It just made <laughs> it sound like the character was stupid. No, no, no. I don't mean that. I mean, they, all these Christians or whatever, like, it's not natural, da, da, da. But it, right. obviously there's exactly. some reason for right. that to be there. That's interesting. Oh, that's really interesting. Okay, today we're going to learn how to survive the first few months postpartum. Oh, good luck. You've had a baby, now what? Or two. Or two, or two in your case. Sometimes people have two. That's crazy. Sometimes people have more and I can't help you. I know. I always see those 
Oh, I saw some video on Facebook today. It was like, when you've had two sets of twins in less than a year. No. And she had four babies. No. Four babies. Yeah. Mm-mm. She had two babies, got pregnant, had two more babies. No, that's that's wrong. I know. That's so wrong. Okay. All right. So first I'm going to go through the normal stuff about yeah. having the baby, and then we'll get into the uh, actual survival kind of. Okay. You know, I love it. Shit hits the fan. Yeah. So. Literally right. sometimes. That's right. Getting started with nursing. <laughs> get lactation support. Research shows that nursing parents who... Uh, seek help, have a higher success rate with breastfeeding, and may even breastfeed for longer. Okay. Talk with friends who have had a good nursing experience. Ask your baby's pediatrician for a referral for a lactation consultant uh, or attend a group. I did have to go to the back to the hospital a few days after Oliver was born because mm-hmm. to get some tips. Okay. Because I did not, it just wasn't like working. It's tough. It can be really tough. And some women it just doesn't work for. And that's Okay. Right, and then they're made to feel like crap. You shouldn't. But you shouldn't. You shouldn't just do whatever. You know what? This baby's going to be fine either It's going to be fine anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But you could uh, see if there's a nursing class or a lactation consultant on staff. That's what I did. I mean, they come in, you know, the nurse will come into your room. Yeah. But that's like, that's like learning how to use your iPhone at the store and then going yes. home and you're like, wait, what did they say? It feels like somebody's right? teaching you how to knit when you've just come out of surgery. Exactly. And they're like, okay, did you like, get that? I'm leaving. Right. We gave you a 30 second tutorial on knitting. And in my case, oh, by by the way, your knitting has a penis when yeah. you were told it would not have a penis. In my case, they were like, your babies, you don't, you're not going to be able to see them. Aww. And they also just give them the, 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 the juice that they need. We got to squeeze oh. it out. And you're just like, what? God. It's That's t- terrible. The point is, it's tense, and don't stress about it because you'll get another chance to get some help. You're right. You mean because you'll have another baby? <laughs> if you're this gonna, one yeah. perishes? You're going to have two more sets of twins. <laughs> okay, don't forget to think about yourself. At home, you'll want to drop everything to feed the baby the moment the cr- they cry for you. But Heather O'Donnell, a mom in New York City, suggests that taking care of yourself first. Get a glass of water and a book or a magazine to read. And because breastfeeding can take a while, she says, pee first, which is always a good mm-hmm. rule of thumb for anything. Yeah. Pee first. Pee first. Yeah. You and do get very dehydrated when after you've breastfed, so you do need water. Okay. I would be so hungry, too. Yes, because oh it God. burns an insane amount yeah. of calories. I had to eat, like, almost like how I was when I was first pregnant, where it was like I just had to, like, voraciously eat. Yeah. Yeah. It's bizarre, right? Yeah. It really... It really sucks it out of you. Yeah. They really suck it out yeah. of you. Yeah. They just really. It's like the Ozempic for mommies. Yeah. Okay. Try a warm compress. If your breasts are engorged or if you have blocked ducts, a warm compress can help. A heating pad or a warm wet washcloth works. Oh, but a flax pillow, which is sometimes sold mm-hmm. in beauty stores or natural products stores, is even better. Heated in the microwave and can form it to your breast. I had those. Did they help? The, yeah, I had them that it was like, I can't remember the brand, but it had like a woman who looked like a hippie on the front. <laughs> it was like mommy's boob tubes. And they were like stuffed like lavender uh-huh. and shaped like your boob. Uh-huh. They like little snakes almost. And I would microwave them. You could also put them in the freezer, I think, but I would microwave uh-huh. them and lay them on. And because my boobs would get hard so fast oh if God. I didn't breastfeed, like it was like that. And they would really help. And so you did... Both babies at once? No, no. That was impossible. Oh, okay. I couldn't. You did one baby. But then wouldn't you have to, because you're supposed to switch. 
Or did you do one baby on one side and then the other baby on the other side so there was I, enough milk? I, I had so much milk. Oh, okay. Listen to this. Are yeah. you ready? Yeah. You were subsidized by the government. I was I was <laughs> contracted by the government to feed a whole country. Uh-huh. Um, one baby. Mm-hmm. I do a little bit on one boob, a little bit on the other. Okay. Feed it for, feed him for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Boom. Another baby, 15, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Done. Okay. 40 minutes. Well, around an hour. Yeah. Then I had to pump after that. Wow. On a hospital grade medical pump for another 20, 25 minutes. Why? Every time. Real? Every time? Because you had so much milk? Every three hours, 24 hours a day. They also suggest get your baby used to the bottle while nursing. Mm-hmm. If you want your baby to eventually take a bottle, introduce it after breastfeeding is established, but before the three-month mark. I, I Yeah, I must have done that because I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he must have done that. Many experts say six to eight weeks is good. Okay, uh, helping your baby sleep. If your infant isn't eating, they're probably sleeping. Newborns log as many as 16 hours of sleep a day, but only in short bursts. Ain't that the truth? Oh, boy. The result, you'll feel, on, you'll feel on constant alert and more exhausted than you ever thought possible. Even the best of us can come to resent the severe sleep deprivation. Stop. I thought this was sort of interesting. Stop obsessing about being tired. There's only one goal right now. Care for your baby. You're not going to get a full night's sleep, so you can either be tired and angry or just tired. Um, fuck you? Yeah. That's it's, a little bit weirdly worded, I it would say. It is kind of fuck you. But I also... Stop complaining. But I also... See, I took it as... I did kind of take it as that, but I also took it as just don't worry about it. Like, don't think you're going... Like, oh, no, I didn't get sleep. Like, you just aren't. Yes. I mean, I surrender I to it, know. I guess. But I also think that different people react to sleep deprivation in different ways. And you kind of can't control yeah. which person you are. Because, you know... My husband, who also wasn't on that schedule that I was and wasn't off his anti-anxiety medication, like he doesn't take anti-anxiety medication, but like he was still getting up at a lot of those times too. He wasn't recovering from a birth. He also wasn't the one actually feeding somebody from his body, but he reacted to the sleep deprivation pretty well. Like, yeah, he handled it pretty well, whereas I was a shell of a former human. Yeah, like, I'm sure. And you don't know which person you're going to be until you experience right. giving birth. Like, you might be a person who's kind of like, this sucks, but I'm OK. Or you might be a person who's like, I feel psychotic. Like, I feel like I'm worried I'm going to drive my car off a bridge. Like, right. I think it's not something you can really, like, talk yourself out of sometimes. I mean, I don't do well without eight hours of sleep just normally. Yeah. So. I don't remember what I was like. I, I mean, I remember I was very, which we'll get into. I was very depressed mm-hmm. um, postpartum, but I don't know if it was the sleep. Okay. Take shifts. One night it's your turn to rock the cranky baby. The next it's your partner's turn. Uh, sleep when the baby sleeps. Yes, really. The old adage, sleep when your baby sleeps, really is the best advice. There will always be housework to catch up on, but sometimes taking a nap is the most productive thing you can do as the as the parent of a newborn. Yeah, I mean, I would really encourage new parents to just let your house be a wreck. Yeah. It's totally okay. Absolutely. Don't try to hold to the old standards of what your life or what your house maybe used to look like and just be like, let the laundry pile up. Yeah. Let the house look like shit and just embrace that. Plus, when they get older, a little bit older, and now there's toys on the ground, 
it's never going to be cleaned up yes. anyway. So your, just your old life is over. It's it's gone. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. to tell you something. <laughs> yeah, and it, it I only because I think I was under the impression after I became a new mom that I was like, okay, it's, you know, my old life's going to come back and it's going to be like this again. And it's probably when they turn like a year. Right. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's when they're two. <laughs> you know, like, and then I, and then now many years later, you go, that's gone. Yeah. Like if you can just actually embrace the idea that like that is over forever yeah and accept sort of <laughs> you know a new normal of just i don't mean like but new wonderful things that new wonderful place. things it it does it really does it's it's so much richer in so many ways and it is really wonderful in so many ways but like your house doesn't have to look instagram worthy or oh, like no. it's going to be you know what like it does when your friends come over for like some kind of yeah. event like just let it be shitty all right go ahead and rock your baby to sleep what if your infant has trouble sleeping? What if? What if? <laughs> Do whatever it takes. Nurse or rock your baby to sleep. Let your newborn fall asleep on your chest or in the car seat. Just be sure to transfer them to a safe sleep surface as soon as you can. Guess what? Uh-uh. My son used to fall asleep yeah. in the uh, car seat. Yeah. And we'd bring him home. Yeah. Bring and him in that car seat. Eventually, I yeah. just left him in the car seat because yeah. it never worked to transport him from the car seat to the crib. Not once. He yeah. woke up every fucking time. Mm-hmm. So you just... You just let him sleep in the car. Let He's him sleep fine wherever they are, unless He's it's like fine. we had not in the car. We had the swing that then we found out they recalled it because a lot of babies died in it. <laughs> a but, lot of babies. Well, enough that they were like, "We're not selling this swing anymore." Well, hopefully, one is enough. <laughs> I don't know. I hope it doesn't take a lot of babies. Uh, we can't recall until seven babies die. <laughs> but we had that swing that changed our life because mm. you know Alex would cry, 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 cry. She was a crier. And, um, you know, it was like four months where it was like, why won't she sleep? And yeah. then uh, we got my mom bought it. She came for a visit. And she was like, I'm going to get you that swing. And I was like, oh, thank you. Aww. And then we tried the transfer and that was like, nope. oh, oh, no, no. And then it was like, all right, she's sleeping in that swing. Absolutely. I, I let him sleep in the swing for sure. Yeah. Um, so make sure the thing you're letting them sleep in also isn't uh, doesn't have deaths connected. to it. Right. You know, there used to be a furniture store in Los Angeles called Sid's Baby Furniture. No. Yeah. Oh, my Famously, God. Famously, Sid's Baby Furniture. That's, that's incredible. If all else fails, try a warm bath together. I never thought of that. Oh, that's a good idea. You'll, you'll relax, too, and a relaxed mommy can calm a baby. That makes sense. That sounds nice. Um, oh, but do it. Uh, make sure that the umbilical cord uh, has fallen off. Okay. Before you do that. Don't or keep it don't like submerge above. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Getting partners involved, if you're bringing up your baby in a two-parent household, it's important to share the mental load and give both parents a chance to learn what needs to be done to help your baby thrive. Yes. Let them do a lot. It's okay if they do it wrong. Yep. Um, oh. I'm not saying they will. I'm just yeah. saying. It's okay. okay. Take time off from work. If partners don't get the option of parental leave through work, see if they can use vacation or sick days to take some time mm -hmm. off. Um, encourage your partner to bond. Now... Skin-to-skin -skin contact with caregivers is hugely beneficial for newborns and their caregivers. In fact, one study looking specifically at fathers showed that fathers who hold their newborns with skin-to-skin -skin contact experience a significant reduction in stress responses. Oh. I am going to add a caveat to this. Okay. If, which I think is lovely, if you take off your shirt and you hold your baby and you're a dude and you hold your baby um, on your chest, don't post that shit. I don't need to see it. It's, I think it's perfect. Do it, but I don't. I don't need to see 
your dad bod naked holding a baby. It's not cute. We get it. You're a good father. Good yes, for you. Yes. Put your Keep shirt it to on. yourself. Exactly. Or they should get one of those nursing, um, you know, the the nursing. What is it called? Like, so you can, the modesty, like, cloaks yes. you can nurse in public. Yes. Do one of those. I yes. don't need to see your. Be modest. Be modest. For, Dan- a lot of, for Danielle. Of social media shit talking to guys that do that from the, you know, like the trolls, the Andrew Tate people. Oh, right. Because it's, it's feminine. This isn't a and man. Yeah. You're supposed to be a man. This is what a man does. Oh, God. Yeah. They're, that, those people are terrible. I just don't want to see it. I think no, it's fantastic it. to yes. do. Yes. I just don't want you to be applauded for it and I don't want to see you know yes. it's like my old joke about it's not really a joke but I, I used to talk to my ex about how you know the dad is babysitting yes, you know, yes you're yes. not babysitting that's your child you're not babysitting yes. it's that thing it's <laughs> like yeah. it's like my husband at the grocery store with the kids and everybody's like oh my god that's so cute yeah and There's I'm like a, yeah. I do it all the time and you just want me to get out of your way right yeah I'm a, I'm a nuisance yes there's a lot of um, praise for dads doing their daughter's hair I've noticed mm-hmm. that's a big like yeah internet thing of like, I can do my kid's hair. Okay. okay. <laughs> cool. Good for you. All right. Miscellaneous. Forget about housework for a couple of months, like you said. Accept help from anyone who is nice or naive enough to offer. Or not nice. Yeah. I'll take help from an asshole. I don't care. If a, if a neighbor <laughs> wants to hold the baby while you shower, say yes. Yes. Take the help. I used to put Oliver in a little tiny, in a little baby chair mm-hmm. and face the shower. Yeah. And that was perfect. Yeah. Because then he could see me and I would still, you know, it was great. Um, And don't be afraid to tell people exactly what you need. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to get into the the elephant in the room, postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. Each woman experience, each woman's experience is different. But about a third of women who experience postpartum depression or anxiety disorders begin to feel like they are not themselves before they deliver the baby. Oh, interesting. Another third has the experience shortly after delivery and another third within a year after the baby arrives. Oh, that's really fascinating. Yeah. I for sure was depressed while I was pregnant. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Danielle. Well, that's okay. I just, I did not, I was just not one of those people who enjoyed being pregnant. That's okay. Um, Maybe if I did it a second time, you know, yeah. maybe I would like be able to, but it was just all scary and mm-hmm. I was just so unsure and... yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Diagnosis. Your healthcare provider will usually talk with you about your feelings, thoughts, and mental health to help determine if you have short-term case of postpartum baby blues mm-hmm. or a mere severe form of depression. I think I just had baby blues. I mean, I wasn't, you know, envisioning harm or anything like that. But it was, uh, I was pretty like just like flat, like you know. It sounds worse than baby yeah, blues. Maybe yeah. Don't be embarrassed. Postpartum depression is common. Share your symptoms with your provider so that you and your provider can create a useful treatment plan. As part of your evaluation, your healthcare provider may do a depression screening, including having you fill out a questionnaire. Your provider may order other tests if needed to rule out other causes for your symptoms. Treatment. Treatment and recovery time vary depending on how severe your depression is and what your individual needs are. If you have an underactive thyroid or an underlying illness, your healthcare provider may treat those conditions or refer to you or refer you to the appropriate specialist. Your healthcare provider may also refer you to a mental health professional. Okay, so this is something called pro post sorry, postpartum psychosis. Postpartum psychosis requires immediate treatment, usually in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Treatment can include medicines. Uh, treatment may require a combination of medicines such as antidepressants, antipsychotic medicines, mood stabilizers, and benzodiazepines. 
uh, Benny's, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. To control your signs and symptoms. Or ECT, which is electroconvulsive therapy. I just want to say e- electric shock therapy, as it used to be called, is not what it used to be. Yeah. I I've a, heard it can be very yes, effective. I have a friend who, not because of pregnancy, but I have a friend who did it and swears by it. I think it can affect your memory, mm-hmm. your short-term memory, but um, very... Uh, very helpful and, and, and can be very uh, help. Whatever, we'll take that up. <laughs> All right, are you ready for a sad story? <laughs> <laughs> I live for sad stories. Okay, well, I I went to. Um, I think a lot of people know about this, but I I wanted to talk about Brooke Shields mm-hmm. um, because this is the first time I remember hearing someone talk about postpartum depression. Was okay. was when Brooke Shields uh, went through it. So after giving birth, Brooke Shields was suffering from postpartum depression, and she found herself staring out of the window of her fourth floor Manhattan apartment, contemplating putting an end to it all. Mm -hmm. I just want to say, side note, I I was never like this. I was never this. It was not like this bad. But a lot of people do experience this. Mm -hmm. I really didn't want to live anymore, she admits, frankly. She says that during this time, simply seeing a window was enough to prompt her to think, I just want to leap out of my life. But then the rational side of me would say, you're only on the fourth floor. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get broken to bits and then you will be even worse. Um, Whoops, sorry. For the six foot natural beauty, the troubling signs of postpartum depression began almost immediately after she gave birth. Chris, uh, and she, her husband, would say, oh my God, she's crying. And I would respond, yeah. Uh, Oh, sorry. And I would respond, yeah, baby, she's crying. I wonder what she wants. She recalls, it was like this weird alien overtook my body and every appropriate response was answered with the antithesis of what of what you would assume. She claims that she had no mother's intuition at all. That scares me. That mm-hmm. would be scary, I think, if you mm-hmm. don't like I mean, I was depressed, but I certainly wanted to take care of Oliver yeah. and was going to do everything to take. Yeah. I mean, that would be really scary to me. Oh, poor boy. Friends and family were quick to dismiss her sorrow and dis- and disinterest as a case of the baby blues that would disappear with some much-needed rest. But her sadness escalated rapidly into postpartum depression. Shields found herself crying more than Rowan, that was her daughter, did. And she says she suffered a mini-breakdown on her first post-pregnancy job interview to do a commercial. A commercial, sorry. For an instant formula. She was plagued by feelings of self-doubt and self-harm. And if thoughts of suicide weren't frightening enough, Shields also suffered disturbing visions of seeing her daughter flying through the air hitting a wall, and then sliding down it, although she's quick to to clarify she was never the one throwing her in these visions. Mm -hmm. Uh, The words postpartum depression didn't mean much to her at first, but they finally hit home when a virtual stranger told her about the guilt, shame, and reclusiveness that were connected to postpartum depression, the same symptoms she had struggled with since the baby was born. Okay, so then in an interview on Mark Maron, Mm -hmm. Shields said... um, she recalled ceasing her medication cold turkey. So she went on medication. She was feeling better. Yeah. She stopped taking her medicine after she started feeling better. Oh, come thought, on, Brooke. And then. Was that after Tom Cruise shamed her? Uh, yeah, I think. You no, know, I think it was probably before that. But I thought I was going to drive my car into a wall on the 405, she said, referring to a freeway in California. Uh, she quickly called her doctor, who told her to resume her prescription immediately. Yeah. The doctor, oh, like, pulled me. Like, she drove home and. Yeah. Shields also stressed that each person goes through uh, PPD differently. It's an imbalance. It's biochemical, she says. Mm-hmm. And you feel the world, and you feel that word crazy keeps being floated around you, and you just keep thinking, what's wrong with me? Uh, 
Thankfully, she took the support she was offered and now encourages other parents to speak up and ask for help if they're struggling. I knew nobody was talking about this, she said, and I thought, I refuse to find shame in this. It's tough, but you can get through these things. Wow. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's actually a positive story. It because is. I think, it is. Because I think it, it helps normalize this thing that's so common, Danielle. Definitely. And she, you know, she is a she has a a, a megaphone. She's a celebrity. Yeah. yeah. And who, you know, um, was very vocal about it. Yeah. You know, which was great. And um, yeah. So, you know, you can get help and you can. And you should. And also you I can. And there's no shame in that. That's no. a big problem and it's literally, in this country. That yeah, with any kind of psychological, anybody. yeah. Well, you're just sad. Get over it. It's right. not that. It's not, no, you don't control yeah. it. You know, right. it's not a cloudy day that's making you upset. It's right. It's your chemical. <laughs> exactly. That's why yes. I, I talk so much about what I, maybe not, not going to compare it to what you guys have had. But no, no, no. You, if you don't talk about this and you don't share these things, it doesn't normalize it. Right. It doesn't make it okay for someone else to have the same problem. Exactly. So people like like Brooke Shields and, and uh, Hayden Penetier, who had the same thing. Uh-huh. Talking about this makes it okay for other people to experience yes. it and address it. Yeah. So if any of our listeners' uh, granddaughters are going to give birth soon. <laughs> um, anyway, we will be right back with our guest. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, welcome back, Christine. I wear a lot of workout clothes. I see people in Lululemon in my uh, Pilates classes all the time. I ask someone, why do you, why? Why do you buy that? Well, they just last a long time. Guess what also lasts a long time? Every single other brand. Good fellows. There, there's no different. Oh, okay. Our guest disagrees. I'm going to take this moment to introduce our guest. And then we're going to get into uh, why she disagrees with me on my brilliant Lululemon <laughs> diatribe. Yes. Um, I, have, I have some things to say about Lululemon okay. too, but let's on bring the, our guest in, please. On the first half yeah, of you. the show, we talked about how to survive the first few months postpartum. And now we're going to talk about how to survive the first time performing in Memphis with Zainab Johnson. Hey. How are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm really good. Hey. Okay. Hey. Zainab, what is your take, first of all, on the Lululemon situation I'm talking about? I, I do believe that they are a superior athleisure brand. Um, I, I think that I find out awful things about their company. Sometimes yes. they, may, they, they yes. definitely make me want to boycott them. But I, um, I like run a lot yeah. and I go through a lot of like leggings and sports bras and uh-huh. things like that. And I'm actually surprised that Nike is in business because everything that they make is, falls apart. It's, it's, 
it's ill fitting. Oh really? It's, yeah, the sneakers are. I, I wore I wore a Nike sneaker. I loved the way it looked, and I ran uh-huh. in it for maybe half a year. I, and one day I woke up and I couldn't walk. What? I couldn't put my foot down, and I went to a podiatrist, and she was like, "Let." Cause I'm, I, I thought I had diabetes. I mean, that's 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 how bad my foot hurt. Yeah, right. I was like, it, there's you're getting a, ready for an amputation. <laughs> I'm like, this, this is the only explanation for uh-huh. this. And she was like, let's change your running shoes in a matter of three days. I never really, had, and I've never put on another pair of Nike again. Uh huh. I have uh, worn Athleta, which is oh a, yeah a Gap brand. Yep. Uh-huh. I've tried Fabletics. Yeah, what's her face? Yeah, Cutie Pie Jones, uh, sure. Goldie Hawn's daughter. Yeah, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Yeah, um, and they like they they partner with a bunch of like actresses and influencers uh-huh. to get you. They make really cute things. <laughs> oh. Fall apart. Yes, absolutely. I just meant all the leggings I have, which are some are from Target from yeah ten years ago. They're fine. They don't have holes in them. So that was just my point. Yeah. Maybe they're not as cute. And yeah, like, they're but- not. But I get it. <laughs> no, I get it. I do get it. And then also, you're Danielle, you're a very petite woman. Uh-huh. And so I imagine you can probably shop in so many different places. Right. But... I, being a tall woman, cannot. Oh, okay. And so Lululemon, also Fat Fabletics too, which is why I went to them. They got long. They have different like inseams and things. Um, oh, but I, right. but I'm telling you, it's not all created. So you're saying equally. I'm being, uh, I'm using my privilege as a short person. Yeah. To look down on you, <laughs> tall people. In any case, <laughs> we are not here to debate the pros and cons of of capitalism. We are here because. Uh, uh, you are a very funny comic. Oh, did I say the name of the special? I didn't say the name Please of the special. Please say it. Okay. Yeah. So you can <laughs> you can see Zainab uh, in uh, her own special. He jabs off on. Am I saying it right? He yeah. jab on uh, Prime Video. Mm-hmm. She's a really funny stand up. Thank you. Um, she comes from a huge family. She's yeah. got all these siblings she makes hay of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so you are a stand up by trade and so the first time how long have you been doing stand-up um oh god it just made 13 years okay no, great i'm lying for it i started at the end of 2010 so oh yes so the end of 2013 yeah 13 years okay but 2010 just happened i'm confused how is that possible <laughs> <laughs> years ago. Oh, i'm so old um so tell us about okay you survived playing memphis memphis okay yes I didn't know anything about Memphis, and it was when shows first started to happen again during the pandemic, like when people were first like experimenting with uh, bringing things back mm-hmm. and bringing like live performance indoors back. And um, I didn't think anything of it. I my agent called me and they they booked me for this club that I had never heard of, and it may be a week before. You know how sometimes you you, you get clues that you're supposed to pay attention <laughs> to. Sure. But you just you just ignore the right. flags, right? And so my agent calls me and was like, hey, the club said they made a mistake. They double booked this weekend. Oh. Even before that, forgive me, I got to go even back. I should have known when I saw the way the bookings work that they had 
me doing two shows on a Sunday. If you know anything oh, about yeah, stand up, that's, that's very uncommon. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like one of the tops, you know, like you're selling so many shows right. that they're mm-hmm. like, you're so in demand that they're like, people want to come out four o'clock on a Sunday. You know, then it's yeah, like it's that. Really but unusual. like, yeah. you know, s- Sunday, we should be getting ready to go home. Right. Right. And so I should have known that that was a problem. But anyway, a week before, my agent calls me and says, hey, the club said they double booked um, the weekend with this this comedian another comedian i'd never heard of okay. but but he, you know that's that's a common thing to not hear of a comedian sure, right sure. um and <laughs> like how how definitely <laughs> those shores were like yeah girl we don't even know you uh, <laughs> <laughs> very common sure very we common don't know that. most of you guys so go ahead uh, <laughs> um, but, but you know just to interrupt you for one quick second you know my husband is a stand up mm-hmm. and he will tell me these things happen and I'm like, I don't understand. It's literally the whole job is to book. How do you double book something? How do you? I just don't get it. Well, once I got to the actual club, I okay. realized how this particular club could drop the ball because it was a lot of balls dropped. Oh, okay. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect term. Uh-huh. Um, and so my agent said, they said that they double booked, but they said that they can just have you guys co-headline. And it doesn't change your pay. Okay. Right? And so that's essentially someone saying, you know what? We made a mistake. Come do half the work and you'll still get the same amount of pay. Mm-hmm. And so that seems like a, a, a right. win-win situation. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. so you wouldn't do all the shows? You, I, would do you all the show, I would do all the shows, but instead of doing... Um, an hour, gotcha. I'd have to do 30 minutes each show. Okay. And so I get to the club. Yeah, I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm just yeah. thinking like, I'm getting paid all the money for half the work. That's right. all I'm win, thinking win. about. I ain't yeah. never been to Memphis. Let me go see a part of the state, I mean, a part of the country that I won't otherwise see unless I'm booked there. Right. And so I get to the I get to the show and I'm in a green room and uh, the owner of the club, really lovely older gentleman says to me, he says, you know, you're not typically the comic that plays my club <sighs> which already is yeah. like I'm setting you on your heels i gotta figure out what that means mm-hmm. you know and it's, so many things you know it right. yeah mm-hmm. and is that does that mean this will be easier for me or harder for me mm-hmm. or you know and so he's like but i saw your comedy and I, i'm just like this girl's got it like i want her at my club okay um he said so i'm sorry i double booked you but then right as he's saying that the other comedian the other headliner comes in and he said but you know what this will be fun like you you both are really strong um and so you could you we can switch it up every night like each show you know she can go first one night or i mean one show and then you close and then the next show you right. can go first she you know it's just yeah. like fair right and so i'm like easy peasy and i was like sure that works for me the co-headliner he says no i need to go last oh <laughs> this guy you've never heard of this guy i've never heard of but also why do you need to go last? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I could mm-hmm. if he would have said I would prefer right. or I want to, but I need to go last just mm-hmm. felt so shit like it just felt so egotistical. Like a man? Yeah, yeah, it just yeah. felt so I don't know if you noticed that I'm a man. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? So I'm I need not, to assert yeah. my authority right now. Right. But but now yeah. me being uh I don't know. I don't know if this is a woman thing because I, I didn't think like I'm not going to fight. I didn't think that at all. I thought, ooh, I get I get to do half the work <laughs> and leave early. Right, like exactly. I think this for me, it was like this is <laughs> I've never had a better gig than this. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, right. So 
okay, I do the first show. As soon as I get up on stage, I see that the ceiling is like leaking. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> the ceiling right above the stage, right, is leaking. Um, and I'm like, I say it. I say it on stage. Uh-huh. I'm like, maybe this was a last minute thing. We were all gone because of COVID. Maybe they yeah. weren't able to get the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I am being pretty empathetic. Okay. Um, and so I say it on stage. Like, I don't know. I must have made some COVID jokes. Like, I, I didn't, I don't think I said this, but the ceiling has COVID. The ceiling's nose is running. Like, stuff like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm right. making light of everything that's right. happening. Um, and I'm thinking, like, well, I addressed it on stage. And so by the time we do, not the next show tonight, but surely by tomorrow's show, it's going to be a patched up ceiling. <laughs> yes, right? yes. That, that never happened. Mm. From the first show until the last show, the ceiling was did leaking. Ha- did they have a bucket or something yeah. to catch it? Yeah, and let me just tell you, I was bombing all weekend and oh. nothing's nothing's worse <laughs> than bombing <laughs> and there's a bucket catching liquid <laughs> between you and the audience. So when they're not laughing, that's exactly what you hear. Drip. Oh my God. Um, you hear. Oh my God. Oh my God. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Before, because the bomb is not really... The worst part, right? Because like, like that's a part of our job yeah. is, is to bomb, you know. Um, but I was sh- I was really shocked at by the audience because it was mostly women. They're like most comedy audiences, it was a majority women because women come with men, but also women come oh, okay with by themselves. They come mm-hmm. with other women, mm-hmm. you know, more so than any other than than the men do men don't typically come they're not coming in a group of guys yeah unless they're going to see like a really bro-y like right it's very rare right 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 right. and so um i was doing my material and i think my material really does speak to women in a way that's like uh inspiring and like uplifting Uh without being heavy-handed but it's like we're here we're you know unapologetic like i feel like my material does that yeah and they weren't really feeling it. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm the type of comedian I call out. I'm not just going to pretend like I'm not bombing. I'm not going to uh-huh. pretend like it's not, it, like, it, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it as it's happening, right? right? And that's, that's alleviating a bit of the awkwardness. Then my co-headliner, uh, I should just call him the headliner at this point. Uh, <laughs> You're superior. When I survived going back to being a feature after being a headliner, uh, he got on stage and he did... <sighs> the best way I can describe it is like some really hacky bits. Uh-huh. Like, I, I almost want to give one of his bits, but then I don't want... <laughs> someone to come Just after Googling me. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Really hacky bits. I was so surprised mm-hmm. uh-huh. at the hacky bits because I remember seeing those bits on like Comic View when I was a kid. Right. You know? And I'm like, oh, wow. But I mean, the, re- the thing that hurt my feelings is the crowd went wild. But oh. see, I, I think you got to go the opposite because if the crowd's going wild, then you're like, well, they're fucking the lowest common denominator. You can't take it personally your stuff didn't do well because it is good i mean yeah but i think you ever you ever get disappointed at humankind of course every Every day day. yeah (laughs) yeah so so it it happens on like a micro level yeah 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 you know like i i want it better for them but they didn't want better for them (laughs) yeah yeah i see okay you know and so i just felt so bad 
that they didn't <laughs> want better for them. Right, yeah. right, right. And not only was it like the lowest hack, like, 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 I mean, this studio ain't blue. It's blue, blue. Uh-huh. Right. Ha, 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 ha. Falling off their chairs. Oh, they running. Yeah. They okay. running, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Roller coaster laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh that's my favorite term <laughs> hold on to your glasses yes Roll it down to your that's hilarious and then it was very like insulting to the women also like if you if you know the demographic of memphis memphis is like probably one of the more black populated cities in the united states it's yeah. also a very poor city mm-hmm. um and uh and a lot of the demographic are larger. Okay. You know, l- larger in size, like uh-huh. plus, mm-hmm. you know. And every single one of his jokes to those women were insulting to their <sighs> aesthetic. But still, I mean, you know, laughing out loud, yeah. literally, yeah. right? And so the first show, I'm thinking, like, no, wait a second, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so then I do the second show that night. This is a Friday night. I do the second show and the same thing happens, you know. And I'm like, I can get a a bit like, I'm stubborn in that way where I know what I can do to do well in Mm -hmm. front of them. But I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) my, my integrity, you know, whatever, you know, I could have really base yourself. Yeah, I could have (laughs) really just been like. Hey ho, you know, like <laughs> I, I could have. Where my I, bitches yeah, at? I knew exactly <laughs> right. what I needed to do to get them, right. um, and I refused <laughs> to do it. Um, and so, okay, so the night, so I get to leave early, right? Yeah. And so as he's on stage, and I mean, I want to leave as soon as I get off stage because the moment he hits, you know, the uh, moment he does the first hack joke and yeah. they go crazy again, I'm like, all right, get, get me back to the hotel. And so I go to the, 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 the owner is no longer there. Okay. The manager is at the club. And so I go to the manager and I say, I'm sure your, I'm sure your husband tells you this. They provide us with transportation, yeah. hotel, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they're supposed to provide me with transportation. So I say, hey, I, you know, uh, I'm ready to leave. I don't know if someone is, if you guys actually have a car service or because someone picked me up from the hotel to bring to. Right. I was like, I don't know who's taking me back to the hotel, but I'm ready to go. Uh-huh. And he's like, OK, uh, let me let me, you know, let me call somebody to get you back to the hotel. And so I don't, I'm like, okay, I sit down and I'm just watching, you know, I'm just, you know, watching this show that I don't want to watch. And the show, he, he's 40 minutes in Uh to his set. And I realized, wait, I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still not laughing. Yeah. And I, I look at the DJ and the DJ kind of looks at me like, you still here? Like, you know? Yeah. And I go to the manager's office. I was like, have you seen a manager? He's like, no, I haven't seen him. Um, And I go into the office and I knock on the door and nobody answers. So I'm like, where could he be? So I walk around. And there's a big club. I walk around the club again. I'm asking people, where's the manager? Where's the manager? They was like, he should be in the office. So I go back to the office and I knock again. When I knock, the door kind of opens. He's in the office sleeping. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Lord. Amazing. And so I, I say, oh, did you forget that I needed to go back to the hotel? Right. And he was like, oh, oh, no, I'm so sorry. He looked at his phone and, and I guess the person didn't hit him back or anything like that. He said, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm I, um, I'm trying to get somebody, but, but I'm having a hard time. So this is what I forgot to mention. 
after maybe like five minutes, I just started because this is 2022 at yeah. the time. Uh-huh. So it's like I'll just get an Uber. Right. Yes. Exactly. Not, Which is what he should have done and paid for it. Yes. Yeah. Nothing to it. Right. No Ubers. That's the thing about <gasps> cities like Memphis. You get you get you get sometimes being not, not cities like Memphis, but it, you Ubers are not going to be available to you. In certain places, like they are in New York, San Francisco, L.A., okay. they're just they're just not. The show ends. I still don't have an Uber. I don't have a ride. Nothing. The show lets out. The audience is gone. Like I mean, everything. And I'm still sitting at the club, oh. trying to get back to. I mean, at, at that point, I could have, I should have fought to close the show. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then finally, the DJ says, um, "I can, I, I can take care." You know, DJ is like one of the last people to leave. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he was like, "You still here?" And I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Okay, I can take you home." I mean, take you to your hotel. And so he loads up his equipment. I get in his car. When I get in his car, he has like a sports car. When I get in his car, it's tinted. The windows are, oh, no. the windows are tinted so black. I was like, this can't even be legal. Right. right. And so instantly being a woman, I'm like, I just instantly went into prayer because at this point... <laughs> At this point, it's out of my control. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's above me. Yeah, you know. Maybe I'm gonna get murdered. Yeah, like it's it's really above me. And I and it, it was only by, it was only because the windows were so yeah, dark. Yeah, yeah. I was like, once I get in here, I'm gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know my way around Memphis. That you you know yeah, like right. I was so busy trying to call an Uber. Now my phone is about to die. like I mean yeah, I'm everything's against everything you. is yeah. against me right. Also he's a DJ. <laughs> he's a DJ. <laughs> but point, you know Gary. what? When we pulled, he he talked to me a bit as we drove and then like friendly conversation. Uh-huh. And when he pulled up to my hotel, I was so relieved. Yeah, I was so he said I'm so he apologized to me for how the night had gone. And I was so, so thankful that I tried to give him money. Oh, Mm -hmm. and he said, oh, no, 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 sister. You just got to get home. I'm I'm just here to get you home. And I was so I kept looking. I kept saying like at first I was like wanting to get out the car. Now I won't get out the car. I'm like, like, thank you. You don't thank you so much. Thank you for not killing me and raping me and throwing me somewhere thank you thank you thank you right uh, I'm now, now he's my friend I'm like I'll see you at the show tomorrow right like I'm, I'm looking I'm making plans with this guy right so I get back to my uh, hotel room and I call the guy that I'm seeing and I'm like distraught and he's like he's uh, he's also on tour he's not a comedian but he's also okay. on tour so he kind of gets it and so he was like do you have anybody that can like meet you there? Do you know anybody in the city? Do you do? And I was like, no. He was like, do you have anybody that like, will any one of your like sisters, are they free to like fly there? You know, like I'll book somebody's flight Aww. to, you know, whatever. And my friend works for United. Uh-huh. And so she loves, she loves meeting me in whatever city. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so she's, I was like, hey, 
um, are you working? And she was like, wow, what's up? And I was like, I told her the story, like a more abridged version. Uh And I was like, I just don't feel safe. And this is what happened. And um, do you mind like coming and finishing out the weekend with me? I'll rent a car. We'll like find fun things to do around the city during Mm -hmm. the day. We'll make like a a Memphis sightseeing trip. Yeah, Yeah, girl's trip uh, uh, around it, right? And so she's like, of course, Zainab, I'll, I'll get on the first flight. She's flying from Texas. She's like, I'll get on the first flight out. The earliest I can get there is like, 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, perfect. Nice. I'll get up, go for a run in my Lulu's. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> And so I book a, I, I, I book a, uh, she was like, do you want me to take an Uber to your hotel and then we get a rental car? And I was like, I don't think you'll be able to get an Uber because I had a problem last yeah. night. I said, so how about I just rent a, a um, I'll, I'll book a rental car at the airport. So I'll meet you at the airport and we'll have the rental car from there, right? I was like, I think the hotel will be able to get me to the airport. Get to the airport, uh, get, pick up my friend. We go to the rental car place, and we go to Avis. I've never – was it Avis? No, Avis is – okay, so we go to whoever, Hertz or whoever. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, last name Johnson, reservation for a rental car for two more days. And the guy is like, oh, we don't have cars. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I said – but no, I made a reservation. Do <laughs> you know the, na- <laughs> the naive like, well, when you get a confirmation yes. number, that means yes. a car is waiting for you. Yes. Right. He said, oh, we don't got cars. <laughs> just no, we don't. <laughs> Didn't think they needed to tell you. And I was like, "What do you mean? Like y'all ran out, or like what? Like is this <laughs> no longer? Yeah, like what? What do you mean?" And he said, "Yes, the football." Like he explained to me. He said, "This is a week. No, we've been out of car- like, like nobody has cars." Oh my God. And I said, but how does that make sense? I just made a reservation for it last last night. And he said, he said, let me see your reservation. So I'm thinking we're getting somewhere yeah. if I just show. Yeah. He said, yeah, I don't know why they let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally that Seinfeld episode. Yeah. He like, <laughs> tries to make a reservation. Yeah. yeah. He said, oh, I don't know why they let you do it. I said, well, That's let me. That's your answer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So he, uh, sorry, I just realized I didn't lock my car door. Um, so uh, he says, he can see that I'm like almost like, almost shutting, like having, like, I don't know, like shutting down, uh-huh. you know, because I can't understand, like, right. I feel like I'm in a twilight zone. <laughs> and he doesn't know what my night was. Yeah. So he doesn't quite understand why I'm so perplexed. Uh, but I know what my right. night was. And I know that I can't possibly have another night like that. Right. right. And so he sees me kind of short circuiting. And he's like, he yells over to Avis. And he says, um, Avis rental cars. And he said, y'all got any cars? And she was like, who need a car? And I was like, I need a car. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, go over to Avis. I think, you know, usually when no, when nobody else has cars, they usually have like a car or two left over. So go over there. She'll, she'll help you out. And so I, I walk over and this older black woman, she was like, she, I don't know if she could see it on me. She Aww. was like, now what happened to you? I said, <laughs> I can't even I can't even go into it right now I said but I'm performing here this weekend and I really need a car uh-huh. and she was like well we ain't got no cars but <laughs> I got a I got a disabled van <laughs> <laughs> is the van disabled or is it for disabled people <laughs> 
I said, Amazing. I don't care if it's a tractor trailer, lady. <laughs> I got to get around. <laughs> she said, we ain't got no tractor trailer. You are funny. What type of show you, you know, like oh, she, cute. you know, yeah. and I was, but I, I, I was not being, right. I was not cracking a joke. Right. I was like literally going to be in a tractor trailer <laughs> right. if I needed to be. Where's um, the Zamboni? <laughs> <laughs> and she the, she was like I have a disabled you know van for disabled passengers she was like so if you're fine with that and my friend was looking at me trying not to laugh she could tell that uh-huh. I was like uh, exhausted yeah now Saturday night two shows right mm-hmm. and I just prepped myself to bomb uh-huh. I just prepped myself I'm yeah. like yeah yeah First show, I go up and bomb, right? I hear my friend, my friend's in the audience, and my friend is dying laughing. (laughs) She is dying laughing. And I start laughing because she's laughing. And I even say it out loud. I'm like, terrible, right? (laughs) (laughs) And she's not even a comic. No. Because a comic would get why it's so funny. Yeah. But... You would think like a civilian would be like, oh my God, oh my God, this is no, horrible. But she, she got it. She's she been coming it. to my show oh, since okay. I first started. She, So she yells out too. She was like, it's funny to me. Like she's just <laughs> like, you know. And so uh. so she recognizes like this is not normally the response my friend gets when she performs. Right. And so whatever. She's, she, we're, we're I'm, I'm, I'm at least that like, uh, hmm, hum, like, uh, humble of a person to like this is not for nothing I'll get a good story I just yeah. gotta live through this right. and I yeah. can make something of it right, yes, right? Yes, yes. right. and so uh, so we're we're laughing whatever right and I'm thinking like and don't worry we get to leave or I don't have I don't gotta close the show right. so we get to leave early go down to like you know Beale Street we gonna check out Memphis Nightlife yeah. right yeah yeah so then the co-headliner gets on stage <laughs> and my friend watches him and she's like, she's like flabbergasted. She's like, she, her mouth drops because she's like, it is exactly how you describe uh-huh. Why would they even put y'all on the same show? Like, why would... Right, you're not the same audience, clearly. Yeah, yeah. like, why would you even do that? Right. You know, and so whatever. It's like, I'm not about to cry over spilled milk no more. I got my, got my disabled vehicle. <laughs> we about to hit the town, yeah. right? Is it? No, I just have to ask. Is it for driving disabled people or is it for a disabled person to drive? It is for driving disabled people. Okay, around. so it's not like you have to learn how to drive it because no, it's got no, no. like one of those sticks or something. Yeah, no, okay. no, no. Okay. It was just two regular seats in the front and then okay. no seats in the rest of the van because just. For wheelchairs. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. And slide doors on the both side and on the outside it said Avis disabled front. Like, I mean, it was. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to have it so was. much easy parking. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like, you know, people, when we pulled up people didn't know like who were we picking up you know like (laughs) make way everyone yeah (laughs) so we go we go out and we go out to Beale Street and we have a really really good time I get to kind of and I think this is helpful when you're a comedian in a new place to really get a sense of the people of that place and then you may get a better idea of how you reach them Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not a comedian. It changes my material to cater to the crowd because I feel like, well, the point of me being up here is for you to come into my world. Right. Right. So I'm not going to pa- I guess I should say I'm not going to pander to the audience, but spending a couple of hours at, in at Beale Street, you know, this the I had a couple of experiences there. And so then. So, OK, so Sunday. So Saturday night, a, com- a Memphis comedian that I know. 
he I didn't know he was I know I'm from L.A., uh-huh. But it's the pandemic. So a lot of people who lived here, they went home. Okay, right? right. And so he was like, yeah, I heard you were performing in the city. And so I came by and I was like, oh, I didn't know you were remembers. He was like, listen, I know, don't give up on the audience. Uh-huh. He gives me this whole pep talk Saturday night before I leave. Don't give up on the audience. They need you. They're almost like a superhero movie. He's like, <laughs> they, need, they need you. They don't know they need you, but they need you. So don't give up. Right, right. right. And I was like, they do need me. <laughs> 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 and so now, okay, I go to Beale Street, whatever. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> <laughs> and so Sunday night comes. It's two shows, mm-hmm. right? And Which is weird. Super weird. weird. Very weird. And the first show, the first thing I get on stage and say is, um, I went to Beale Street. If Beale Street could talk, it would have told me, take my ass home. <laughs> And (laughs) I don't know why I didn't think of that before, you know, but I don't know. Like my first 10 minutes, I spoke directly to them Uh and I'm killing. Nice. And then I go right into my same material that I've been doing Mm -hmm. the first two nights. And I don't change it at all. But they're now they're comfortable with me. They're on your they're, side. They're and they're getting every single beat right before I'm about to end. Right, I'm at like the 27, 28 minute mark uh-huh. right, of my little thirty minute set. And I and I say something to the audience. I look at this guy who's in the front. He's sitting with his his woman, his love interest, and I I don't know what I said, but I looked at him and I just like and I said, Oh, are you? Some something about like is he good looking or or is is he sexy something like that and uh-huh. I kind of like looked at him but I didn't say it I just made a face and kind of like ins- insinuated uh-huh. right <sighs> the woman he was with uh oh no uh oh jumped up out her no <laughs> and said and I quote. <laughs> Don't worry about my man, B-I-T-C-H. Oh, oh. my God. Oh. And I was thinking two things. <laughs> I think I think that if this was like post-pandemic, meaning like after we saw like the Oscar slap, after we saw mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle get attacked, I think I would have been more prepared for such a right. aggressive Mm-hmm. You know, but I think that that was very, that was, you know, shocking oh my to God. me. Um, and also too, my look was it my, what I insinuated was a positive thing about the guy she was with. Not, uh-huh. not a, not a negative thing. Right. And so I was thinking two things. I was thinking, dang, this was the first set. That was going <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the comic in me. Right. right of course. Like, no, I just wanted, I was about to close it in on a bang and get, you know what I'm saying? And rede- redeem myself in Memphis. And, you know, <laughs> and then I thought, oh gosh, I think I'm in front of the bucket, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> which means I'm very close to her, you know, yeah. like there's no longer a bucket between us. And so that's a safety issue. Yep. Um, and so I step back behind the bucket and I'm like wait you're like calm down you know just don't stop hold on a second and she, I was like this is comedy right and she was like take that ha ha <laughs> she just starts like roasting me but not roasting me like joke for joke but just like 
really yelling at me and threatening me, oh my threatening God. to beat me up. Oh, my God. If I did look at or said anything to her man. Right. She's very secure in her relationship. He was I, laughing too hard. He he even tried to stop her. He was he was. I even said it because he was older. I would imagine that this woman was closer to my age, and this guy seemed like he could be like either my father or maybe a young grandfather. Oh, and so I said to her, I was like, "Girl, you I, that he you could be." I then I said it to him. I said, "You could be my grandfather. Come on, you know, like uh-huh. don't nobody want your man. Like I, you know, <laughs> like and that did not. She was like, you know, take that back to New York. And I wanted to like, you know, you you Jesus. ever been like the type of person like on a technicality you win an argument like well technically I live in New York but I was like she already want to smack me yeah. you know like I, I, I can't to make it better yeah I'm yeah. like let me not you know throw <laughs> something on the fl- you know right. oil on the flame and so that happens for this is only for about two minutes but when something like that happens oh, yeah. two minutes feels like an eternity it's you know? like a child having a tantrum yeah you gotta just be like can I give you some ice <laughs> yeah. outside yeah. what I do with my kids where you're like can I just give you a bucket of ice and you go outside and throw it till yeah. you're not mad anymore she had anymore. a bucket yeah you I had t- a bucket <laughs> <laughs> I was so shocked at my reaction though that's my, my reaction was I didn't really say much like the more she yelled at me and jumped up out of seat I just said, I just waited and I said, yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Which the only thing that could have made it worse is if I literally had on Lululemon. It's the only thing that could have made it worse. That's the best response I've ever heard. You don't even. You didn't even mean to say. It just came out. It just came out because I think I was disgusted. <laughs> How did the audience react? They you were say on that? my side. Okay, and I said, I said. Memphis, is this how you guys want to be represented? (laughs) Who who did I become? You're like a Karen. Yeah, I was like, is this what you guys want to be? And they was like, no, they separated themselves from her. Like, awesome. I love them like moving seats away from her. Like, no, no, no. We do not, we do not agree with what's happening. Oh my God. And she ruined the fun. Like, this. Th- this audience hadn't been at any other show, so right. they don't know I've been bombing. They right. just yeah. think like right. she's killing for us. This yeah. has been a good night, you know. Yes. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna just go now. I'm gonna just leave now. And so I say, you know, thank you for having me. I was like, and, and I said it to them. I was like, and this this show was going really good. Like I said oh, it because it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I am that type of person. I say everything that's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so they clapped for me and, you know, whatever. And I got off. And the uh, as soon as I was walking through the audience, this one woman, she kind of grabbed my arm. And she said, she don't even know her man is community dick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so now we have one more show, Late yeah. Show Sunday, and they they so drunk. They or, they drunk <laughs> coming into the show. Let me tell you how I know they drunk coming into the show. The host is on stage. The host gets on. They still seating people, right, uh-huh. as the host is on stage. Bucket of water still, you know, <laughs> you know coming not, from the ceiling. it's not raining. It's just dripping something mysterious. It's dripping something mysterious. Okay. But it did, it did rain that weekend. Oh, okay. It okay. did rain that weekend, so... Okay. It's dripping something mysterious, but it's also because of, I believe, the the rain, the weather. Right. Um, and the host, the host hasn't even said like, um, "Welcome to the show" yet, or whatever the name of the club was. 
there's a guy that walks in. He's being seated. He immediately starts roasting the host. Oh, tight ass jeans. Oh, you ain't funny. Oh, and, uh, looking like Papa Smurf hat. Like I'm talking about. I'm talking about immediately. Uh. And so when you see when you see somebody walk in doing that, they haven't been served alcohol yet. They haven't been seated yet. You refuse business. That's yes. what you're supposed to yes, do as a course. comedy club. You're supposed right. to say, "Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. That's not how it works. No, you got you gonna be you gonna be a terror for the show." Right. Yep. They sat him. So now I'm sitting in the back watching this because I want to have another good one more good yeah. show. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I see this happening and I see that they're still seating him, I go to the manager's office and I say, "Hey." They're seating someone who is already visibly drunk, like he's already giving the host a hard time. The host said, the host said, okay, okay, you got, did you get it out your system? (laughs) Right. Did you get it out your system? And then he's like, pretended like he got out of system. The security guard said something to him. So he was quiet for two seconds and sat down. The moment the host went into his first joke, he was like, oh, looking like your sweater don't fit like a thing. I, I don't know what he was saying, but he just went in and started. Ro- and I'm like, yo, this is the top of the show. This yeah. is this is going to be, yeah. this is going to be unruly. Yes. You know? Trouble. Yeah. yeah. And so they, uh, did they, they let the guy stay. I did my set. I think it was just I didn't bomb, but it wasn't like the first show. Yeah. But I but it was it was a set that I was fine with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just ready to get up, get out of there. Let me hop in my van and get up out of here. <laughs> yeah. And just a door, just like lower. <laughs> <laughs> lift. She has to wait ten minutes. <laughs> Hysterical. And oh my god. The next morning, I did forget the highlight of that trip was. They have the Martin the Martin Luther King Jr. Museum. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. There is like the motel that he was assassinated at, I believe. And so it's now a historic site and a museum. Mm. And so that was really interesting to, mm. to tour. And so that was a, a love a pleasant thing mm-hmm. that my friend yeah. and I experienced while we were there. Um, but yeah, when I got on my plane Monday morning, <laughs> I never been ha- I was like Wow. <sighs> You Never did again. that city and then some. You're like, no thanks. Jesus. Not going back there. I try not to say that, but yeah, I try not to say that because Memphis is more people than the people from that experience. Sure. Maybe not know? that club. Yeah, but I, I just it did leave a bad t- it didn't leave a, it it wasn't a it wasn't a city or a club that I was like, oh, I you know, like yeah. Thank yeah. God your friend could come. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'm so thankful. I'm thankful to the DJ. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm even thankful to the owner of the club that knew my comedy was yeah. not. But because he really felt like I was a strong act. For, I think for him, he was he's trying to move the club yeah. and maybe, a, yeah. you know. Trying to and broaden the horizons. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I'm even thankful for him seeing yeah. that yeah. and knowing that. But it just wasn't a, a, a well-run operation at the time. Um, and I'm thankful for the DJ. I'm thankful for my friend. That's I'm awesome. I'm thankful for the Avis lady yes. who was oh, like, I got a, di- a disabled van, I you know? Because oh I don't know if you're supposed to be disabled to get that van. You know, well, I don't know. Y- yeah. Well, you know what? They cut the legs out from under you. So in a sense, you were disabled. <laughs> How can they make a reservation and then not have the fucking cars? It he said, no let sense. me see that. I don't know. I, 
I hate that. I hate when you do something and they're yes. like, yeah, someone yeah. messed up. Yeah. That's not helpful. Yeah. Someone on our end messed up. Yep. Yeah. Whoops. I think he said, yo, they do that all the time. I'm like. Oh. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. So are you guys not guys, trying stop to doing that? It? Yeah. So. Oh my God, Zainab! Thank you so much for being here. That oh, was an amazing an story. story. <laughs> oh my God, so good. And besides the special, he jabs off. Yes. Do you have upcoming dates? Yeah, I got a lot of upcoming dates. Um, Is there just like a website someone we can go to to see your dates or? Yeah, well, if they're listening in Seoul, if they're listening um, and they're in like the Philly area or Pottstown area on the 26th of this month, I'll be performing at Soul Joe's. Okay. Uh, Friday, January 26th, I'll be performing at Soul Joe's. But yes, all my uh, show dates are on my website, which is Zainab Johnson, Z-A-I-N-A-B Johnson. Um, And I have a lot of dates. My calendar, my weekends are all filled until I think the end of March right now. And they'll just keep filling up. Great. Uh, So if I come to a city near you, don't miss me. And then on social media, it's just my name. So all social media platforms, Zainab Johnson. Okay. Very cool. Wow. Very cool. Thank you so much. That story was so much fun. It had a lot of (laughs) twists and turns. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and listening. Yes. I've not told that story since it happened. Like. Maybe one of the times, so I wasn't sure how it was. Oh gonna, no, it's so oh, good! <laughs> oh, incredible! And I've, as you, I'm sure you can imagine, I've heard lots of road stories from yes. my husband and yes. other friends, and that's a good one. That is a multi-layered story. <laughs> so funny! And we'll be right back with what did we learn today, Chris? Danielle, are you ready to learn what we learned today? Only if you take a really long time teaching me. Okay. Come for the Eagles, stay for the elderly single drama. (laughs) Take care of yourself first. You can't be of use to your baby or anyone else if you aren't okay with yourself. If you aren't okay yourself. Pee first. Use this advice in every aspect of life. Listen to your own body and mental health. Don't fear the mess. Accept it and save yourself some stress. Every postpartum experience is different. You'll learn what works for you and your baby. Share the work and stress. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. If you experience postpartum depression, you may need antidepressants. There is no shame in this. Not all heroes wear capes, but they do wear Lululemon. <laughs> well, you know what? I yeah. I prefer Athleta. Oh, do you actually use Athleta? I do. Now, that's the one that's a subsidiary of Gap. Yeah. Is that right? It is, yes. Yeah. Okay, good to know. But, you know, I might not be as hard on my uh, athleisure, athleisure wear. Yeah. As uh, Zainab, I'm not uh, exercising in it that much. My pajama pants work perfectly to walk to the mailbox and back. There so you go. I'm all good. Guess it just and depends. that's your that's your the extent of your um, physical well, activity. Outside, that's his but, fitness routine. You know, okay. That's just a few feet past the mailbox. <laughs> well, there you go. I swear, I stand by. I, I I I've never had to. I don't think I've ever had to get rid of leggings because they had holes in them. Well, or they outstretch their... They're just fine. They're just fine. So you're good. I'm fine. You don't need to upgrade. But I do I do kind of... I don't know if jealousy is the right word or admiration. But when I see people who come in wearing matching outfits, yeah, like the top and the bottoms yes. go together and are of a piece, yes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not that person. I want to be that person kind of, but I'm not that person. I don't have anything that matches anything else. I would look at myself in the mirror like that and be like, you look like a complete fool. What are you doing? Maybe that's... Who do you think you are? <laughs> right. <laughs> You're dressed right. like this. Right. <sighs> I just meant the with the workout clothes. Like the... Oh, I'm like it with anything. Oh. 
Because you know you got the bra and the leggings. Oh my god, they're they go together. They're they were you know curated. It just screams of wealth to me for some reason. Matching clothes scream of wealth. <laughs> You're not going to allow yourself that no that gift. No, I can't Mm-mm. afford matching patterns. No, exactly. Those are for those fancy people. <laughs> Can only wear purple and green. I got to wear an old t-shirt <laughs> and some yeah. stretched out leggings. Yeah, that's what I get myself. Exactly. Well, hey, I guess we know. Until next time, to remain calm. Remain calm. Oops, try again. Remain, remain calm. calm. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> to keep it all. <laughs>